Welcome to ISO, the Buns Podcast. I'm your host, Koji Nagata. And before we get into today's show, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about something that I've been opening the show with a lot recently, which is free speech. Anyone who's listened this far probably knows that I'm a big fan of it, but I also think it's important to watch what you say. And by that, I mean, if there's a heated debate going on, online or otherwise, and someone says something you don't agree with, although it may be hard, I think sometimes the best option is either to present them level-headedly with your side of the argument, or failing that, maybe not saying anything at all. And the reason I say that is because, you know, sometimes I see these arguments, people are defending this, that, or the other thing, and other people aren't agreeing. And the response oftentimes is, well, hey, I don't agree with you, so fuck off. And the problem with that is, unless there's some sort of rational discourse going on, telling somebody to fuck off might just solidify them in their position and create an enemy out of them, where in other cases you might have convinced them otherwise. And I know a lot of people might say, well, good, who cares? You know, they may be ignorant or whatever. I don't want them on my side. But I think that that's kind of a short-sighted view. Because not only will they not be on your side, but you may be creating an enemy to your cause. And it's kind of important because in a democracy, you got to remember everyone's vote counts equally. And so the problem is, if you create an enemy out of them, they might vote the opposite way. And if there's more of them than there are of you, we could be in trouble. Anyway, just my two cents. All right, here's This Week in Buns. All right, guys, welcome to a very sleepy Sunday afternoon of This Week in Buns. Hi, Buns. I think I mentioned in the last episode that I was uh, on a weekend excursion this week playing a, a game called Walking Soccer. Uh, I'll spare all the nitty gritties, but essentially what it is is you have two teams of four. There are no goalkeepers. The nets are really tiny, just about the size of two soccer balls. And, what? and there's a crease that you can't walk in. You have to walk the entire time with a beer in your hands. <laughs> Oh shit, this sounds like the best game of, this sounds like the only game of soccer I would ever want to play. Oh, it's so good. And you can throw your beer in people's faces to like <laughs> blind them. But what? if your cup is empty, you have to go fill it up and leave your, your team a man down on the field. Oh God. Yeah. And, and then there's a bunch of other rules. Like if no you, wonder you're hungover. If you're caught running, you get Tabasco in your beer and you got to finish it. And anyway. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's been a long weekend, to say the least, and my air mattress is constantly deflating, so I did not sleep very well. But, all that aside, there's been some crazy stuff this week in Buns. Wait, do we want to actually introduce ourselves this week? Oh, yeah. Are you going to cut this into the beginning? <laughs> we, we just talked about that, and I didn't do it. My name is Koji, and with me, uh, as always... Callie B. Callie B. Yeah, so if you want to find us on Facebook and tag us in crazy buns happenings, please do. Callie B, and my name is K-O-H-J-I. I feel like yours is probably pretty easy to spell. I don't need to spell it out. It's with a C, though. C-A-L-L-I and then B. There you go. You guys got it. Mystery last name. Yeah, so this week in buns, speaking of mysteries, somebody posted, somebody by the name of... Laura. Laura? Laura Louise. Yes, posted that uh, she would like to become an amateur gumshoe a la the show oh, what was that show the hbo show with um the guy from cheers you've never seen the show uh, maybe i have a horrible memory for names though uh, so i'm not the person to ask bored to death <laughs> oh no i haven't seen it oh no wait i totally did see it it's so good it is so good uh, Jason Schwartzman and I forgot about that show. Ted it was Danson. a while ago. Yeah, it was. Oh, that show was so good. I was really sad that they stopped making it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I loved it. So uh, Laura, Laura Louise, excuse me, says uh, cheating partner. 
Can you hear the wind chimes, but you don't know what house they're coming from? Which is a callback to she personally had wind chimes driving her crazy in her neighborhood and posted on buns being like, can somebody help me figure out where these wind chimes are coming from? And she was so mad about it. That's amazing. <laughs> Something else, Nikki, I can help. And I accept trades. I'm an excellent, I'm excellent at stealth and Googling. And I had a dream the other night that I quit my job, opened a detective agency, and woke up happier than I've been in months. So, if you, need a, if you have a case that needs solving, I think uh, Laura Louise is uh, the bun for you. Yeah, head on down to uh, Bun's podcast zone, which is where we post links to all of these uh, threads every week. So, if you want to find her thread, go there and you can get her to uh, figure out where those annoying wind chimes are coming from. And if... Laura, if you're listening, if you solve any mysteries, I want you on the show so that we can talk about it. You know, no names, of course, but I, I want to know how the gumshoe's going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this week on Nostalgia in Buns, uh, the last two weeks we had a bunch of Spice Girl stuff. This week there are three super sweet nostalgic things. One, which hilariously Allie put up in August 2015. It's been almost a year since this was originally posted. Uh, She had uh, like a buttload of posters from the 90s, from like Tiger Beat. She said she has about 100 Hanson posters from various 90s teen magazines. And then she also has Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls, 98 Degrees, Leo DiCaprio, JTT, Usher, etc. Yeah, JTT, Justin. Oh, yeah. Taylor Thomas. Okay, yeah. Um, I, which I, everybody loved, and that I had such a crush on him. In the I had no idea Let me just tell you. what his real name was. Cause I'm a, you know, he was also in a bunch of movies. Was he? Yeah, he was Free Willy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she had all, she was like, I have all of these like sweet posters. This was literally a year ago, and I had commented on it a year ago. So when it, like, someone re commented on it, and I got a notification, uh, and apparently she still had them. Wow. She like still had a ton of them and people are currently still getting these posters from her. Uh, so if you are a fan of NSYNC, Melissa Joan Hart, Sarah Michelle Gellar, et cetera, et cetera, pretty much anybody from the 90s, uh, get in touch with Allie and take her posters. Um, we also have uh, Lyandra posted a whole binder of Power Rangers collector cards. If anyone's keen on those, they're super vintage. Oh, yeah. The guy that was the bully when they were at school. Oh, man. I totally forgot the show entirely. Speaking of Power Rangers, you know they're making a new movie? I do know they're making a new movie. I've seen stuff online. People are actually kind of excited, I think, about the costume design and stuff. Well, this is what I'll say. If people can get excited to see... Um, who who are the go- those guys at Way Home? My my brain is not working this weekend <laughs> at all. You know the the nostalgia act at Way Home. Oh, Third Eye Blind. Yeah, if people oh, can get God. excited to see Third Eye Blind. I think that we can get excited to see the Power Rangers movie. You know, I personally was never into Power Rangers, but I was like just a little too old for it. Or as a child, I considered myself too old for it, and like my best friend's little brothers were obsessed with it. Okay. So I I never personally. Uh, got into it. But if you did and you want these Power Rangers cards, um, they look pretty mint. <laughs> I think they've just been in a binder for like 10 years. Uh, and then a third on the nostalgia kick this week is Jenny yesterday put up a copy of Dream Phone, which was an amazing game. Is that where uh, the one is that the one where you get calls from boys that yeah. are like you they might be your boyfriend or yeah, something? Yeah, totally. You get like <laughs> legit recorded phone calls from boys on a pink phone and you have to like find a boy's boyfriend basically. How is how is Buns not losing their mind at the like enforced sexism or whatever it is that this game because Puts nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, the comments in here are pretty funny and people posted like videos of the game and everyone really wanted it. Uh, I kind of want to play it's it. It's already trade pending even though yesterday it was posted like last night at five, at 9 p.m. and it's already like gone. Well, if somebody trades for it and they're listening, 
Or if one of the listeners has a copy, I say that we do an episode where live we, podcast Dream Phone, where we play Dream Phone. Yeah! Oh, I'm so into that. I think actually I'm friends with the first girl who commented, so maybe I'll message her and see if she gets it. Either that or Nightmare, if someone still has a VHS player, or did they make a DVD version of that? Anyway, I'm going on a tangent about nostalgic board games. Let's move on. Speaking of nostalgia, this isn't exactly nostalgia because it. Uh, well, you'll see. It's an original creation. So Corey posted that in grade three, he crafted an 80-page novel recreating his version of Final Fantasy VII, complete with illustrations. Uh, I don't know if I would ever part with this, but I'd be interested in what someone would offer. What do you got, Buns? And you can see that it is pretty epic. Now, the, the thing is, though... Oh, my God. The drawings are so cute. <laughs> it makes me feel super old because I definitely was not in grade three when this game came out. I was far older than that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah but I, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you get old or older. I'm not that old. Uh, yeah, moving on. So, from Final Fantasy VII, I think the next logical jump is uh, bodily fluids. Just, oh God! Just because uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Sani, Sani. Hold on, hold on. How would you pronounce that? Sani. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it's actually her friend Tiffany posted it in the Montreal group, but Tiffany is ISO, someone who can turn my and excuse my language here, pussy juice. That's into, a direct quote, people. Yeah, into a vapor uh, flavor. She's been looking for months to try and find people or a company that could do this for her. And still, there's no answers. She has cool things for trade. Now, this is Buns Montreal, but her friend in Buns Toronto reposted. So if you can make vapor out of her bodily fluids. Which a bunch of people in the comments have posted out that uh, it's not very shelf stable. And that you probably, if you were to be able to do it, would want to use it up pretty quick. But now, is she asking to actually make a vapor flavor... Uh, from her, like what her body is secreting, or one that tastes similar. Like, like, I mean, I think she, I think the original idea was to specifically use her bodily fluids to make uh, it. <coughs> um, so it came Jesus. out in the comments because people were like, "Why?" It came out in the comments that the reason why she wants to do this is because her boyfriend is a musician and he's going on tour for like a month. And so, and he vapes. So they were joking about how he's going to miss her and uh, her taste, I suppose. And then they were joking about how wouldn't it be funny to like make a like vape flavor that tasted like her personal juices so that he could vape it on tour when he missed her which is equal parts like no you no, and just, kind of cute no that's <laughs> literally the worst literally uh, the worst oh my god and you know what a bunch of people offered some really helpful suggestions on like how to make a vape flavor from anything um and also companies who would do like a synthetic like taste comparative version that was shelf stable. Jesus. Um so Buns was actually I think relatively helpful with this. Um <sighs> though the comments are also pretty great. Okay, well maybe you can wash that taste out of my mouth with a different story. Yeah, I have so many this week. Um okay. There was an amazing post from someone named Robin. Um Hey, Buns, do you like weird things? Do you have a head? Then I have just the thing for you, a taxidermied mouse headband. And like, literally, it's a white taxidermied mouse stuck onto one of those thick headbands so that when you put it on your head, it looks like the mouse is on your head and in your hair. And it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And I love taxidermy. Like, this is speaking from a girl who has a deer head, a baby raccoon that I got personally taxidermied and two baby ducks downstairs and this is still like a little weird to me now is this but the same person that did it is the cool. wizard mouse good question i don't remember who that person was but i don't think so we, we got to get the sleuth on that you tell me if it was the same person that did the wizard mouse uh, sleuth anyhow yeah i i would strongly suggest that uh, any women into high fashion pick up this taxidermy mouse because it looks pretty dope 
Um, in other uh, related animal news this week on buns um, and kind of segueing into uh, volunteer work to make the world a better place, Tara posted in Bun's pet zone. So if you're not in that zone, get in there for this because uh, she is working with an organization uh, which is called Canine Haven. And they rescue dogs from the Dominican because there are a lot of street dogs there. And I think it's less common there for people to own dogs as pets. Uh, so they are bringing dogs back to Canada. And so she posted, if you're a Canadian citizen and you want a free flight to the Dominican, so you would only have to pay your hotel and Airbnb. Uh, if you're willing to transport back three plus dogs back to Toronto and can do this preferably ASAP, but this is also ongoing. And they said that they want to keep doing it over the next few months. If you want to take a free vacation to the Dominican they said you could go for three days if you really want to go for longer you can you just need to pay for your hotel and Airbnb which PS guys I looked up the Airbnbs there and for an entire beautiful house with a pool it was like 60 to 80 dollars a day this sounds unbelievable yeah so get a free flight save some adorable dogs and like feel good that you had a nice free vacation and you helped make the world a better place so speaking of helping, Haley posted uh, she's in need of buns with cystic fibrosis or people who know people that have cystic fibrosis because her boy, her boyfriend is visiting from out of town, uh, brought a bunch of medicine with him, but he's out of digestive enzymes. Now, he, they go into the types of medicines that he takes. I'm not really going to, you know, go into the details, but if that is you, come to Podcast Zone. Yeah. They found someone already. Oh. Just, I think it just today, someone in the comments uh, who also has cystic fibrosis was like, hey, I have a whole jar of these. Mine are a slightly different strength, so he would have to take a few more pills per meal, but I'm getting my prescription renewed on Tuesday and would be happy to trade you to help you out. It's it's just digestive enzymes, and apparently they have to take a ridiculous amount with every meal, depending on how big the meal is, like eight or nine pills a meal. And wow. each pill can cost up to a dollar. And since he's not from here, going to a walk-in clinic with zero OHIP, you even just have to pay for the clinic visit, and then he would also have to pay for all of the prescriptions. So it's I think it's like incredibly nice that this person is willing to yeah, help out. I mean, it's amazing because it was just posted 16 hours ago. So the fact that they found somebody already, wow. Good for them. Yeah. Good uh, for buns. Good for you guys. Super good. Because uh, then this guy can enjoy the rest of his vacation without like being in an intense pain. Yeah. Um, in other volunteering, helping people news, uh, Good Food Help, which we've talked about a lot on the podcast and even had an interview with, right? No. Oh. I've been trying to set one up forever. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, they've been so busy helping people that they haven't had a chance to sit down and talk to me, which I mean, good. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> that spend, is pretty good. Spend all that time. <laughs> the fact that they're so busy because you guys are giving them all this food, I'm, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. So if you don't know what Good Food Help is because you haven't listened to the podcast before and this is your first episode, it's a local Toronto group that started through Buns that helps people with food insecurity make it from uh, like to their next paycheck if they're like running low on food and they can't afford to buy new ones or if they can't afford to buy food rather. Um, and so they are now looking for volunteers because they're expanding, obviously. Like they're ready to take on uh, volunteers who are interested in food activism. So if you want to join their team of volunteers, please email giving at goodfoodhelp.com. Uh, use the subject line frontline volunteer so they know what you're emailing them about. They'll send you all the relevant information. Um, Timing is flexible about four hours a month. So only two set days every other Wednesday, any two hours during the day that'll work for you. So if you want to help out, uh, contact Kate. We will also put the link to this up in the podcast zone so that you can find the post if you forget what the actual like email address is for that. Well, on a more lighthearted helping note, uh, Melanie posted, Hey Buns, I got a double ISO. So apparently she graduated this year um, and her cute Portuguese mother is beyond excited. She said, so when do I get pictures? <laughs> and it turns out that Melanie missed picture day. Wah, wah. So she's actually ISO, a graduate robe, and someone to take pictures of her in it. 
so that she can give her mom fake se- yeah, <laughs> grad seeming, pictures, <laughs> seemingly counterfeit grad pictures. I mean, I, I guess they're real because she did graduate, and you know. I mean, who cares if the school takes a photo of you in your graduating outfit or if someone does it on buns for free? Right. Exactly. As long as she gets photos. That's how I feel about my diploma. I mean, who cares if I actually went to school or, you know, just got someone to make me one on buns for free. So if anyone here knows how to make diplomas, email me podcast at buns.com because uh, I need a better job and I don't have the credits. Um, speaking of grandmas, was that someone's grandma um, or was it their mom? Mother, but close oh, enough. Dang. Okay. Well, speaking of matriarchal figures, uh, earlier in the week, Rena posted on Helping Zone uh, that they lost her grandma, who doesn't speak any English, doesn't have a cell phone, and doesn't have any of their numbers in the subway. So she was down there with her family, somehow lost their grandma in the sc- in the scuffle. Uh, they. She was looking for her grandma. They couldn't find her. The post has now been updated uh, that they did find her. But originally it had like a description and was like, if you see her, like, please help. Uh, Apparently, uh, this has now gotten their grandma to finally agreeing to getting a cell phone because she thought it was a waste before. But now she realizes that if she gets lost and can't find her family, that she needs one. Um, But... Yeah, this one had a pretty quick happy ending with the help of the TTC and a kind lady who like some lady stopped to help her grandma get home. And she was like, ISO, how to thank this stranger. So if somebody knows the woman who helped her grandma uh, like find them again, then let Rena know because she wanted to thank her. It's pretty... All these stories, just buns helping buns, not even trading, which I love. Not, I don't mean I love trading. I mean, I love that you guys are helping each other. I, well, I also love trading, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, speaking of helping each other, this one was really cute. Um, Nicole posted that she was just watching a documentary about bullying and it made her cry and she wanted to show some love to those who aren't necessarily happy or who are going through something at the moment. Um so she had apparently just made a wedding cake that was vegan and gluten-free, uh, Snickers flavor, which sounds kind of amazing. And she had a ton of cake and filling left from making that. So what she's done is she's made a bunch of little four-inch cakes and she's delivering it around Toronto today, Sunday evening when we're recording this. Uh, and so she's made 10 of them and she's going to give them to people who like need a little pick me up, which is so cute. And the comments are basically just people like thanking her for being awesome. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. It's interesting because I think a lot of people outside of buns, when I tell them stories about some of the stuff that goes on in buns, they're like, yeah, but what did they get out of it? And I think it's like uh, people on buns, well, some people anyway on buns aren't looking to get anything out of it. It's just like a nice fun thing to do i mean the thing they get out of it is like helping people and that like makes you feel good yeah she literally says iso your beautiful smiles which is so heartwarming <laughs> i get it so she's so only delivering thanks, nicole, to beautiful for being people. awesome how dare you nicole <laughs> i'm just kidding so uh here's one that i saw uh camille writes that she made a trade yesterday for a huge shelf that turned out to be way heavier than she thought and would not fit in the van so she didn't think it was going to go through until uh, her girlfriend said, let me go home and get my longboard. I'll handle it. One of the sexiest things she's ever said, apparently. <laughs> uh, she longboarded uh, all the way. And there's a photo of them taping the shelf to the longboard. And then I assume riding the longboard, the hybrid longboard shelf home. Anyhow, she says if you anyone needs a hipster moving company, contact her. <laughs> yeah, if you want to move your stuff via longboard because it won't fit in the car. Amazing. Let her know. Um, some other nice uh, helping post was that Manny posted ISO a teddy bear that they would be willing to trade tonight. So this one was like time sensitive. Um, It was for his girlfriend. She ended up in the hospital a few days ago and is doing fine now. Uh, But they were supposed to go up north for a special wedding that he's a groomsman in and it was for a really special friend. Uh, So they 
decided together that it's best that she stays and he goes up um, even though she really wanted to go and he didn't want to go without her. He felt bad missing his really good friend's wedding. Right. Um, and she was still uh, too under the weather to go with him. Uh, so he wanted to get her something special and get her a little teddy bear to keep her company for the weekend, which was, it's that's a very sweet thought. And a bunch of people offered up their bears and he ended up getting one like very quickly after that even came, it was this... Ugh, this girl Bronwyn donated her pal hands, uh, and he even came with a tiny homemade scarf that Bronwyn made, that he was wearing. Amazing. So super special bear, and I think it definitely helped his girlfriend. So that one was cute too. I have an update, actually. Ooh. Yeah, to a story that I literally just talked about. If you are interested in the Final Fantasy VII. Um, his little novel that he made mm-hmm, when he was in mm-hmm. grade three. Apparently, he's going to make PDF copies, and all <gasps> you have to do is uh, comment on another thread that he's created and say that you want a copy and asking you shall receive. Final Fantasy Zine. Yeah. Basically, yeah. That's so cute. Anyhow, sorry. Sorry to bust no, in there. No, that's great. That's great. Um, there were a couple bike posts on buns this week as there always are but there were two notable ones uh darcy thought that it would be okay to leave his bike uh just inside the sobeys at sean dupont because he does it all the time he didn't lock it up he ran into the store for like five minutes it was like 1 15 in the morning and there was no one around and he felt really dumb for not locking it up after because as he came out of the store, he saw someone riding away with his bike. And he was like, just, he felt really bad, obviously, and kind of dumb because he had a lock, but he didn't use it. And he thought it would be okay because he does it all the time. And other people even commented being like, oh yeah, I usually leave my bike inside the doors at that Sobeys. I'm right. also unlocked and it's fine. Uh, so this bike is incredibly distinctive it is bright yellow it has blue rims uh in the photo that he put up it has yellow tires but it now apparently has black tires uh it's a single speed and the grips are now also blue i believe uh so if you see a bright yellow bike uh with a brown seat and it's a it's a fixie it even has a yellow chain. Like this bike is pretty distinctive. So check out this bike and keep your eyes peeled for it because it should be an easy one to spot around the city. The other bike post was uh, someone named Ashley posted, does somebody know this bike? It's very distinctive. The bike is literally all pink and it has a Barbie uh, ringer bell on it. She was walking by and saw that the bike is unlocked, but the lock is on the ground. So perhaps someone was in a hurry and thought they locked their bike up, but missed the bike and the lock was just around the pole. And so they were like, is this anyone's bike? I have to leave soon. I would feel bad to see such a cute bike taken by someone else. And then she tried to get uh, like shop owners or even people that lived nearby to like put it in their house. And then she was going to like leave a note being like, this person has your bike. But she couldn't find anyone who would do that. So she left it, went to an appointment, and then it was still there when she came back. Uh, Someone in the comments ended up saying that he worked at the bike shop that she either, I'm not sure, I think they work together at the bike shop. And he was like, oh, I work at her bike shop so I could come get it. But then later they went back and it was gone. But the lock was also gone. So hopefully, whoever's it was came back and got it. But there hasn't been an update yet so if you know whoever owns this bright pink bike with a barbie bell let us know if they got their bike back because everybody's dying to know if there was a happy ending to this not a week goes by on buns do we get uh, an influx of missing bike posts so many bikes get stolen what else we also get a influx of is animal posts it would seem mm-hmm. and andrew posts on buns iso the owner of a terrifying two and a half foot long black snake spotted in his backyard uh i did see this most of the comments are like it was probably a garter snake because they just like live here yeah and a bunch of people are just like scared out of their minds and like <laughs> i don't even mind snakes but oh my god he I don't also know. couldn't catch the snake he was like i tried but it got away from me so it's terrifying it's 
terrifying. He doesn't even have the snake if it's your snake, but he did see it. <laughs> so if you have a lost snake, get in touch. It's in the neighborhood. I don't know if I've ever seen a snake in the city. Um, I don't know if I have here either. We had a lot of garter snakes where I grew up in BC and they're totally harmless and I used to pick them up as a child. Oof. Anyway, you, you also <laughs> had an animal post, right? I did. Uh, somebody had a raccoon stuck literally inside of their house. Um, it eventually was fine. And the, the raccoon got out. But at first, this person was just like, I need help getting this raccoon out of my house. Because mm. it had shimmied. It was like, it was less of a house and more of a loft. So I think it had really high ceilings. And the raccoon had shimmied like up a pole or a pipe and was hiding in the corner and like hanging out on the top of the pipe. Sure. Um, they eventually managed to shoo it out of the apartment. So it all is well now, but mildly terrifying to have like a, an entire, it was an adult raccoon, <laughs> like the refusing to leave your house. Oh yeah. My mom had uh, raccoons nesting in her cabana one year. And as a child, it used to terrify me to go in there because, uh, Raccoons, uh, vicious is not the right word, but they make this horrible hissing sound, <laughs> like terrible. It's frightening. Anyway, back to other more fun stuff in buns. Oh, oh shit. Sorry. Oh, is, is this not more fun? This is not fun, but I was going to tie it into the Do stolen it. bikes because it's other stolen stuff while we're on that topic. Okay. Kind of. I mean, we had a raccoon, but anyway, um, the people from the brand Vitality had all of their clothing samples oh, yeah. for the season stolen out of the back of the car. And uh, they they literally had just gotten them back. Air Canada had lost them for over a week. And they're desperate because they're a brand and it's all of the clothing samples for their fall season. And it, they're basically irreplaceable. They're willing to pay $2,000 for the samples if anyone can help him recover them. Holy no shit. questions asked. So even if you or you know the person who actually stole these, mm -hmm. they could get $2,000 for them instead of having a bunch of, I don't even know what they are. I'm guessing like sweaters and like fall winter wear. Um, they, the one problem with this post is that no one put up a photo of what these samples look like. Yeah. So we have no idea. A photo would be really helpful because uh, then if you saw someone walking down the street wearing it and it's literally the only one that exists because it was a single sample, you would know. Right. Or if your roommate suddenly has a bunch of like sweaters or like, I don't even know what they are. Like they don't even say if they're sweaters or scarves or pants or dresses or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to go from the post and know uh, what to look out for, but... If you happen to find them, maybe they have like a vitality tag. So look for that because uh, they are really desperate to get them back. Yeah. Or if you've got them and you want to give me a deal on one, <laughs> email me podcast at buns.com. I won't tell. Yes, I will. Uh, yeah. Okay. So on to some light, more lighthearted bun stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, uh, yeah, let's go back to that way home one there. Yeah. So there was a an amazing photo of a crowd surfer uh, taken at Way Home by Katrina. Yeah, and it's this guy with a like straw cowboy hat, seemingly walking on top of the audience with a huge smile on his face, no shirt on, just rocking out. He looks so happy. But what's funny is, not moments later, it, I'm sure the look on his face was utter sadness. Because I don't know if you saw the update, but he broke part of his body. Oh, no. What? No, I didn't see that. Holy crap. Yeah. So they found him on Instagram. And the next post, uh, one of the posts from that weekend was like his fractured shoulder or something oh, like that. Oh, no. Yeah. But in happier news, uh, they did track him down. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was moments before the injury that this photo was yeah. taken. That's so crazy. Um. We they tracked him down. He's got a sweet. Uh, oh wow! Okay, another up update of him in the hospital e eating, eating a, a popsicle. popsicle. <laughs> uh, and it says, "Mom says you're supposed to look hurt." His name is Cam. Poor Cam. We hope you get better soon. Yeah, but uh, someone made a T-shirt out of the photo. Yeah, this got this is hilarious. Buns it's magic. Like Buns magic. It says on it because literally they found him in four minutes. 
She yeah. posted the photo being like, does anyone know who this is? I'd love to give him a copy of this sweet photo of him. And within four minutes, someone was like, yeah, I know that guy. His name's Cam. And there's a link <laughs> there if you want the shirt, I think. Yeah. I, I, I might get one. Maybe. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good shirt. Bun's magic. I think that's what we should coin the phrase now. When when people are able to do great things for people or track down people in a hurry or get the medicine for that guy, it's mm-hmm, just going to be mm-hmm. Bun's magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you heard it here. We're calling that's what it's officially the name is now Bun's magic. Amazing. Hashtag Bun's magic. Yes. Although hashtags on Facebook don't work as well. Well, hashtags in Facebook don't work in the comments. However, if you were posting your, they work when it's in the original post. So if you're posting and you are hoping for some buns magic, or if your plea for help gets immediately solved, update your post with the hashtag buns hat magic, and then we can all search for it and see it. People could even search for that tag and then try to help out the buns magic posts when people were like hoping to get magic, to get buns magic. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else uh, on the table here? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So I have um, one other weird animal post. Uh, Bob posts, my pigeon Bert has become a man and needs a girlfriend or a friend. Anyone have a pigeon who needs a friend too? And then it's a photo of a girl with a pigeon on her head. To be fair, his (laughs) name is Bob Loblaw. (laughs) So I don't know if his name's actually Bob, but good on you. Blah, blah, blah. There's there's like photos in the comments of like the bird hanging out with a dog in their house, the bird hanging out on someone's shoulder, um, a video of somebody petting the pigeon on a fence. Um, so, you know, guys, if you have a pigeon that needs a friend, this pigeon is ISO pigeon friends. <laughs> yeah, I just find blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and then the final buns post for this week which is also the weirdest buns post this week. Uh, Amy posted, Furry buns, are you looking for a way to cover that unsightly mug? What about nine ways? Homemade furry jeweled masks for all purposes, occasions. Great for kids party or exterminating your apartment. ISO interesting offers. One of them looks like uh, a member of KISS or something. These are patently terrifying to me. Uh, I'm sure there would be lots of buns who were super into these. Uh, Ken Ferguson actually might rock a bunch of these because he loves dressing up in crazy costumes. Oh, his costumes are the, the best. best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these are amazing. I don't even know if anyone's traded them yet. So guys, get on it. If you want some, if you want to like creep out your roommates. Yeah. Or anyone. I'm just trying to think of creative ways that I could use nine masks. You, know? you could just wear a different one every day. You know, there's this woman who's been walking around Toronto wearing, have you heard of this? The Masked Bride? No. I don't know if, I, I don't know if anyone's, maybe there's been a post on Buns about it. Uh, maybe that's how I saw it. But it's a woman who's walking around Toronto wearing a wedding dress and a white mask and a veil. And she sits on benches or there's a picture of her at Starbucks. Actually, you can search hashtag uh, Masked Bride on Instagram and see a bunch of photos. Wow. And she writes weird poems and things about her like, quote, failed marriage and just leaves them around the city. So there's like pictures of, I think I might have actually seen someone post about this on Buns, but I lost the actual thread. Uh, But it's like a weird phenomenon. So if you want to get in on this and be like the furry masked version of the masked bride and yeah. do some weird public art in well, toronto well i heard that there's a guy wandering around green bay dressed up as a terrifying oh that terrifying clown, clown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> the most terrifying clown i've ever seen in my life well so if you want to be a terrifying furry faced creature find amy <laughs> on on buns and do it up or just you know get ready for uh fan expo which is coming up soon or halloween is also coming up you and eight of your friends could all go as a group of creepy fur mask creatures well speaking of coming up soon september it's official i think that september is going to be the month in which i attempt to live off buns buns timber yeah um so i'm just gonna put the word out there now if anyone has any uh you know like mr noodles or something i need to stockpile before the month starts so that i can start eating on the first yeah (laughs) but i'm not gonna cheat Right, I'm just—it's going to be from buns, but I—I I, I feel like I need to float it out there first so that I have a backup plan. I mean, I'm going to try and get food every day from at least one or two people, but you know, 
if trades fall through or I don't get food or whatever, I need a backup plan. So I feel like instant noodles or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What else would be good, do you think? Uh, pasta sauce, rice. Yeah. Frozen veggies. Things that I can make in a microwave so that I can eat at work would be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. preferable. I mean, the you know veggies and whatever that people grow in their gardens is good for breakfast and dinner, but it would be hard to prepare at work. I mean, you could pre-prepare and take them in Tupperware. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I guess I also need stuff that is going to last a while just in case I fail miserably. Well, and you know what? Fall is harvest season and there are a lot of buns who have uh, gardens. Right. So you might be able to trade for some produce and like herbs and stuff that way. Part of the reason I chose September. Anyhow, what I will do is uh, just email me podcast at buns.com. I'm going to start a a separate site that I'll blog daily about my living off buns and we'll go from there. You'll, you'll get details to follow, but he also needs clothes guys. Yeah. I'm Make just, him wear your weird old clothes. My we- your weird furry masks. Um, <laughs> I just putting the word out there. So if any of you want to partake, let me know. Was there anything else that we wanted to do before we signed off? Wasn't there something? Was there? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it couldn't have been that important. So uh, we'll see you next week, Buns. Bye, Buns. Keep on Buns in. Yeah, keep on trading in the free world. Take it easy. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at Buns.com. All right, so the interview this week is with a guy named Stephen Twig, who also happens to be one of the coolest dudes I've ever interviewed. He's got an interesting outlook and uh, it's kind of gamed the whole life system a little bit by uh, living in Toronto without paying rent. If that's something you're curious about and want to know more, I would strongly suggest listening up to this interview. Thanks for talking to me, Steve. Kind of tickles my mustache. Yeah, it's a little annoying sometimes. <laughs> but without these wind guards, it's uh, it sounds way worse. Yeah, see, didn't hear a thing. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so well, let's just get started, I guess. All right. Um, I don't even know where to start. I saw your post on Buns about. Well, hold on. Why don't we just introduce you first? Why don't you state your name for the record? I am John Claude the Flangsboro. Um, most of the time I go by Steven Twig. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been using buns for a few months. Uh, I don't know, I guess since like November, something like that. Right. And it's been helping to facilitate, uh, your sort of adventure that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Specifically that and pretty much my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, uh, okay. So uh, yeah, I saw your post on buns about house sitting and it kind of caught my eye because, you know, you had mentioned that you were a house sitter and a dog sitter, but a little bit differently than I'm used to. You don't actually have a place of your own when you're done house sitting. You just move on to uh, somebody else's house. Yeah, this is very true. So, I mean, how did that come about? Uh, it's kind of a maybe a multifaceted answer there. Um, I was living in my own place for a year in Toronto. Right. I moved there with my girlfriend at the time. So not originally from Toronto then? Uh, originally from Hamilton. Okay, right yeah. on. Um, but I'm loving the city and Buns has been a great thing to get me involved in the community there. Yeah. Um, so that relationship ended. And uh, so obviously we weren't going to continue living together. And I looked at all my options. And I mean, I could rent a place out for $1,000 a month. Or I could uh, just kind of make it fit my own life and uh, see what I can do. So that's when I started it. That's that's a pretty interesting idea. So I think I have a million and one questions and I'm sure uh, I I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and she was asking some of these questions too. The first question is, what do you do uh, work-wise? So I'm a freelance illustrator um, and I guess everything about my life now is flexible and that's why this works partly right is i mean i can work from home air yeah. quotes there whatever home i'm at yeah i have a studio space in 401 richmond that i can go to if i oh, want nice. um, yeah. 
Nice studio. Yeah, yeah, it's a super nice little place. Um, yeah, so that's what I do. I'm a freelance illustrator. Cool. Okay, so yeah, that definitely allows you some freedom uh, in that regard. Okay, how did how do you line up where you're going to stay so that you are not without a place? I mean, I, I can't imagine, and perhaps I'm wrong, maybe there's much more call uh, than I know about, but how do you, you know, line something up so that if you're done February 1st, you have a place, you know, February 1st to whatever the next stint will be? Um, so when I started this, I was doing this by a website called housecarers.com. It's specifically for this. Um, you can make a profile and house sitters will find you people who need house sitters. Um, and that's a little more spotty. So there were a couple times, uh, there were about two weeks that I had as a gap and I figured I'd just go down to New York for that time. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I don't have a lot of stuff. Right. Um, I mean, necessarily, you probably can't. Yeah, exactly. I've got a suitcase and I've got a few instruments um, and a laptop. So I lugged that down to uh, New York and I stay with an art director friend of mine. And uh, I come back when the next house that is started. Um, So I guess that's such an amazing way of looking at it is just using the gaps as a good excuse to go somewhere else, do something else, and then just come back as soon as... uh, soon as you have a new place now when did buns kind of enter the equation um buns entered the equation i guess a week or two ago um because currently i'm at a house sit that i i got through this website and it's been three or four weeks something like that um and it was coming up to an end and there weren't many opportunities on the website so i thought well okay there's fifty thousand people in this group some have to have pets and some have to have be going somewhere right so i i made up the post i put up a cute little picture of me and the bunny i'm with yeah with uh, the bunny ears and uh yeah that's when i started getting flooded with these requests which has actually gotten rid of all the gaps that i i was speaking about i've now pretty much booked up to september do you do you look for places that you can stay like is, is it generally you're looking for the longer the better the longer the better is the case um <clears throat> just for for ease of or peace of mind or something like that yeah the peace of mind is great um that's been the only really stressful thing about this is occasionally it'd be like okay i've got the next seven days where i know where i'm living and then after that we'll see what happens right um which is part of the adventure yeah uh but longer sits are better and w- what's the shortest sit that you've done shortest sit that i've done uh actually just 10 days 10 days do you have any uh, crazy stories from, like, did you ever walk in a place and just be like, oh, man? <laughs> um, let's see. No. No, not yet. No, they've all been pretty <laughs> pretty good? Yeah. Let's see. And you've gotten along with all stories. the animals? Yeah. All the animals have been great. Um, the first place I ever house sat was a dog. And uh, I'd never owned a dog before this. Right. I'd, like, played with dogs but I didn't understand that it was like having a child in a lot of ways. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was something to get used to. But I mean, since then, I've gotten a lot more experience with this kind of stuff. I'm I'm great with all these animals. And now, have you walked into an experience where you've had to take care of multiple dogs or multiple animals? Is there, is it has there ever been an overwhelming experience? Uh, never an overwhelming experience. I mean, like, if anything, animals are used as therapy right. <laughs> in a lot of situations. So... To come back and, and pet these cats and dogs and uh, bunny is great. And I mean, I've always, I've wanted a pet for a little while and I, I couldn't do it, have the responsibility, but now I've got like 15 pets this year. Right. So it's kind of nice. It's, that's actually really interesting that you, um, you know, are, are going through people's homes. You kind of get to see a, a glimpse into their lives, I would say, like mm-hmm. walking into somebody's house and, uh, sizing it up i noticed that uh when you walked in here immediately you were like oh this is interesting and that's interesting you must notice so many more things now doing this having seen so many more homes than the average person would actually i think i probably do um and it's almost like when you're traveling a lot of people say this you you go to these all all these new places and when you come back you've got a, a crazy new perspective just because there was this one idea that's all you've ever known and then you've gone out and you've learned these other things. Right. Um, which is almost how the house sitting 
comes about is like the normal thing in our society is mm-hmm. to you know, like have a job, rent a place, buy a house, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but then you come up with these new perspectives and here you are, you've, you've added to your roster. And financially, it must be a big help to not have to worry about rent for the most part. I mean, there's other stresses that go along with this, but <laughs> yeah, it must be, it must be nice to kind of, cause that's probably one of the bigger items on everyone's, uh, you know, monthly, uh, score sheets or whatever you want to call yeah, it there. Yeah. So to not have to, uh, to deal with that, I, I think you found an interesting way around it. And now being on buns, I assume that you are also trading for things other than house sits. Yes. Um, some of my favorite trades have been, uh, I traded an illustrated portrait of someone's girlfriend for this like really sick, uh, road bike. Um, I recently put up a post again, I guess this is sort of my philosophy is if you don't like the rules, change them, yeah. which is something Muhammad Ali also said recently passed. Um, so I have a motorcycle and insurance is really expensive. So I thought I can't really do these frivolous things uh, responsibly right. unless I can make this happen and pay for itself. So I put up a post about giving motorcycle rides for gift cards and other things. Oh, I think I saw that. It was like uh, you you had mentioned something about like being comparable to Uber. Was that? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah Basically, okay. it's like kind of Uber rates. And yeah. uh, so I like to just ride around aimlessly and spend gas money. But now... Right. I can have fun, like give other people a fun, fun time on there and it pays for itself. So not only do you uh, have a lot of insight into people and their homes, but you've been meeting a lot of new people, giving them rides and stuff as well. Absolutely. And that's one of the great things about this too, is even yesterday I met up with someone who I'll be staying with in, in Parkdale for a while. And um, yeah, I, we went out for a ride and like we went and got donuts right that a uh, glory hole place which is yeah, yeah. a fantastic name and yeah just the experiences you can have meeting people on bonds i've met so many great people so and you must at this point i well okay hold on let's let's backtrack a little bit how many how many houses have you stayed at so far uh roughly if you don't know the number like five or six okay and so, they've been all over the city yeah um some have been two have been in leslieville uh there's parkdale the junction young dundas yeah so it's it's been a great experience in that way too like it's sort of try before you buy yeah uh, get to know all the neighborhoods yeah I, I was i was just about to say that it must be amazing going from neighborhood to neighborhood and i'm sure there's no shortage of new interesting things to do in each neighborhood because like one of the my favorite things about uh when i first moved in here was discovering all the little interesting restaurants and, and shops and all the other things that uh you know, make a neighborhood great bars mm-hmm. and uh, you get to do that over and over and over again, especially not being from Toronto. It's all new to you, I, I would guess. Yeah. I mean, I get around the city a lot as a freelance illustrator. I, I spend a lot of time biking around thinking up ideas. Um, but yeah, they say a change is as good as a rest and I'm changing every couple of weeks. So it's, it's certainly been great in that way. Do you think that you'll continue doing this for a while? Um, yeah. I mean, other than a couple weeks in September, October, it seems like I'm pretty much booked up for the next year. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> thanks to Buns. Yeah, that's crazy. For the next year. Yeah. So people are really planning that far in advance, I guess. Yeah. I guess there are some people who go away uh, for the winter for work. Some people who are going, they have family. So what's your longest planned um, house sit? So I've got some half commitments due to it being so far ahead, but right. I think the longest one is February to June. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty sizable one. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I mean, it almost blows my mind that uh, you know staying at a place that long rent free is just like sounds sounds ideal. Sounds uh, ideal, and the fact that you it kind of forces you to keep yourself lean. And I mean that like possession wise is probably a pretty interesting experience in and of itself. It is. And you have to be flexible and know that like some things you just won't have. Oh. <laughs> is that the ice cream truck? I think there might be an ice cream truck driving by. Oh man. Pause. We need some chocolate ice cream. <laughs> so being, yeah, yeah. Being leaner possession wise it's actually i mean there's tons of stuff about being lean possession wise 
in like religions and other right. ideas. But it, it is interesting how much more you end up defining yourself by yourself instead of by the place you live and the things that you have yeah. and the things you carry. Well, you, I mean, it's one thing to read about it, but to, to practically do it is uh, must be a totally different thing entirely. Yeah. And uh, like my parents live in Hamilton. Yeah. So sometimes I'll keep things there and I'll have to go here and back and like plan ahead if I'm... One thing I do is... Um, sell books at markets okay and uh so i'll have like a box of 50 books and that's not something i really want to carry around everywhere right. so i'll like be planning okay i'm at this house this time if i ship it now it should get there right in my three days <laughs> that's that's so interesting so there's a lot of uh it seems like you really have to keep yourself organized if you're going to want to be if you're going to want to be able to do something like absolutely this. and i once interned uh, it's the only job I've ever had. I interned at a graphic design place. And that was the only feedback was that I needed better time management. Yeah. And it's still true to this <laughs> day. Like I have, a, I have a couple people I still have to get back to on the house sits, but I've had a lot of requests. Anyway, yeah, it forces you to do that. So I, I still, I'm still curious as to how you decided to, to go about this. Was Did it start uh, with a single house sit and then you said, hey, why don't I just keep doing this? Or... Did you have the idea first? I had the idea first, and then I did sort of a test house sit. Right. Um, while I still had my apartment, I planned maybe a month or so in advance mm -hmm. um, just to see how it would work and if I could do it feasibly as a permanent situation. Yeah. Um, and how did you know that there was going to be another one after the first one and another one after the second one? Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't. I didn't. I guess you still don't sometimes. Yeah. So you just have to hope. Yeah, you hope. But also, again, it comes down to being flexible and being creative. Like when there, I had one, I had lined up one for after um, I moved out of that apartment. And then there was a gap. And I was thinking, okay, I might get a house it. I might not. Mm -hmm. And so I sort of had that backup plan to go to New York. And that's what I did. So being creative, you can you can get yourself out of pretty much every situation. You seem like a pretty flexible, uh, I guess you would have to be kind of guy to, to, to be able to do all this stuff. And I mean, you said that you weren't really that into pets beforehand or not even not that into, but never really had pets beforehand. And now you are pretty seriously taking care of people's animals. So I, I mean, you must just be able to roll with almost all punches. Have there been any emergencies while you've been house sitting at all? Uh, not yet. No, not no, at all. No, no big problems. Dread like, the day. I, I just, I don't mean emergencies, but like, I assume some of these places might have alarms and maybe they go off or anything like that. Nothing. Uh, nothing yet. Um, that's something that I, I consider with every house sit. I ask for emergency numbers, like plumbing vets numbers, that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, so if, and when hasn't happened yet. And what's the first thing you notice when you walk into somebody's house? First thing I notice, uh, probably I notice the pet as it scratches my legs. Yeah, that's <laughs> almost unavoidable if it's a dog. <laughs> yes, as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, I probably just noticed decor. Um, I've noticed the the biggest variant actually between all of the houses I've been at is the amount which people cook. Like, I like to cook, and a good few people have been not really that big into cooking. They don't have any spices. They've got, like, one one pot and two forks. Right, so they don't, <laughs> they don't have all the appropriate tools for cooking. Yeah, which is cool because that, that fits their lifestyle. And right. I end up sort of trying out that lifestyle and see if it works for me or doesn't work for me. Um, but that's, that's one of the bigger things maybe that I notice. And I, f I feel like once you're done this whole journey, you're probably going to become a master home decorator because you, you, <laughs> you'll have seen it all. Maybe, maybe I did. I built my kitchen table at my last place. Oh, wow. So next up, build my house. So wait, wait, you built a kitchen table. This is before yeah. the whole adventure started. Yeah, this was before I even knew about buns. And it was sort of like, I want a really cool, like rustic wooden table. Right. But I can't afford that. Yeah. So I'll build it myself. Yeah, yeah, right on. I, I, mean, I was in that same boat. I, uh, I wanted a nice bookshelf, but I couldn't afford one. That's a nice to, bookshelf. To fit the wall. So I was just like, I'll just 
I'll just build it. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, okay, so there's two questions that I ask everybody uh, before we finish up on the show. The first question is, what was your most recent trade? Uh, my most recent trade? Like, apart from motorcycle things and house-hitting things? Yeah, I mean, I guess we, we did trade. cover those. So, like, what other, what other trades have you done recently? Uh, I traded a an old digital camera for a $225 Cadillac Fairview gift card. Oh, wow. Which okay. is kind of neat because I, being the thrifty person that I am, I shop at Talize mm-hmm. slash Value Village. Um, so, yeah, I went on a nice brick shopping spree with that. Thank no- you, Buns. Nice. Nice, nice. Okay, and your first trade ever? My first trade ever. I think it was, as I was moving out, I had these big uh, wardrobe things that my girlfriend at the time hated. (laughs) (laughs) So she was probably happy to see them go a few days early even. Um, Yeah, I traded those for uh, some food gift cards. Nice. And that's got me hooked. Actually, no, no, that's not true. Okay. My first one being even cheaper was someone posted that they were giving away free food, lasagna and stuff. So I met them on the street corner, trusting in humanity. Yes. And uh, ate the lasagna, didn't drink the Kool-Aid. And it was good? It was good. And I'm still here. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, well, so the last thing is, what are you looking for? What are you ISO currently? What am I ISO? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot, given that I don't, need a lot of things and i try not to have a lot of things yeah i saw a lot of things so you're you're basically just iso uh, motorcycle ISO. riders yeah maybe? and life I, I was gonna say a place to stay but you've got it seems like you've got that all lined up for the next little while so yeah you're pretty, pretty good there i uh, saw the ice cream truck to come back <laughs> yeah. so that we can get some chocolate ice cream yeah <laughs> all right man well thanks for sitting down and talking to me absolutely thanks so much for having me it's like, great podcast yeah i'm i honestly i think that uh oh yeah right before we go though um how can people reach you if they need a house sitter like what's the best Um, way if you get out like a spotlight yeah and put an s and shine into the sky okay other than that um you can find me steven twig on facebook s-t-e-v-e-n twig with two g's um i got a website stephentwig.com if you need like illustration work there you go come find me yeah, and I'll, I'll put a link to the to the website in the show notes. Uh, I'm sure there's a contact section there too, if need be. Uh, hit him up if you if you need some illustration work or you have a sweet pad for him to to stay at. All right, thanks, man. Thanks so much. All right, the music this week is by a band called the Budapests. Steeped in a heady, intoxicating mix of indie punk rock psychedelica, the Budapests are here to take your imagination to exciting new places. I don't know if you guys are ready. Anyway, the song that I'm going to play is called Vanilla Spoon. All right, thanks. (laughs) 